Today we're talking about something you love. That is so true. I love it so much. If you have not heard of Sniff Spot, you are going to want to pause this and download this app right now. Sign up right now. If you have a dog, do it. You're not going to regret it. It is so much fun. Sniff Spot is like an Airbnb that you rent by the hour for your dogs. It's like a farm. It might have like a pond. When you sign up, and you look at ones in your area. Hold on. I'm going to go take a break for about an hour, and I'll come back when okay, you're done. Okay, good. Yeah, I have <laughs> okay. a lot to say about she this. She loves this thing. <laughs> so go ahead. Keep going. Keep you, going. You basically, you can look at all the ones in your area, if, especially if you live in like a neighborhood like we do. And our dog, I mean, we can play catch and stuff in the backyard with our dog, but there's not like just roaming free and all the smells and sights and sounds of a farm, you know, like an eight-acre farm. Well, and we also have a park out back. We do. But you but have to keep them leash, leash. Yeah. And it's kind of the same boring path every time we go out. Right. So, That's yeah. just to get some of his energy out. It's yeah. not to, like, enhance his life. His okay? well-being. Like, this is enhancing his life. Yeah. And ours, too. So, You forgot about Izzy, too. Well, Izzy, she barely knows where she is half the time, but <laughs> we do she, take her is, along. If you don't know, Izzy is our 14-year-old... Uh, Yorkie. How many years have we been saying she's 14? I don't know. Probably three or four years. So she's probably 20. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And we have a three-year-old. What is Wrigley? He's like... He's like a mixed um, yellow lab, beagle. He's got a tiny bit of pit in him. And then I think Bassett. I think there's some Bassett in there. So we have a young one and we have a really old one who doesn't like anybody, (laughs) Um, (laughs) human or pet or otherwise. Except for you. That's right. She does. She loves me mostly. Um, So, anyways, on this app, you can kind of look in the area that you live in and see what what's available. You can look; they'll have even half acre places to one acre to then plus acres. So, our the place that we found near us was eight acres of fenced in property. It's going to tell you what you might encounter on that property, like maybe you might encounter cows or rabbits or squirrels um, occasionally if they've seen you know fire ants. Even I mean was on our app, so. Um, which in Texas, you're going to probably see those in your backyard. But um, anyways, you just can look and see what they have there. And then you sign up and you you pay. We paid $12 for our first dog. And our second dog was half price. Um, so $18 for one hour, which one hour was plenty of time. The other thing that was on the app that was really cool is a water feature. And I knew Wrigley would love that. He loves to play in the water. So There was um, a pond that he frolicked there was in. A, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was so disgusting. That was the only thing. When I heard water feature, I didn't really think through what I needed to think through, which was bring a towel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I wish we would have brought a towel. But next time we'll know. You know, he, he just... He tried off eventually. When you talk about other animals, didn't the place we went to, it's in Alvarado. Yes. Which is just south of us. Yes. Didn't they have, was it a blind horse? Yeah, but she was just house sitting. Oh, she was horse sitting. Horse sitting, sitting, yeah. For somebody, a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. So the blind horse, I don't think, uh, okay. is usually there. And she just. Well, and they, she put the blind horse away. Right, yeah. But you was, knew that in advance. We knew so. that in advance. Yeah. I mean, it was just the most seamless process. When we got there, there was the cutest picnic table that had 
all these fun things on it. it had a little sign on it that said welcome Izzy and Wrigley it had a bucket of sticks a bucket of balls a bucket of bubbles which you enjoyed the bubbles more than the dog a bucket did. of snacks there were a couple of water balls like this girl she did everything she was so fantastic I thought it was the cutest thing ever. And on her property for the humans, there's like a little few chairs that were next to a fire pit. Obviously, there was the little picnic table. Uh, you know, we we ended up, the property had eight acres, but a huge section of it had like basically a mowed path. So we could walk around the whole outside of it, and then we could walk kind of through the middle of it and let the dogs kind of roam on and off the path and just sniff and smell everything. We were fenced in, and we just walked and enjoyed like, it was just so wonderful. Well, I do remember that Wrigley had the chance to save a life. Who's do you that? remember? No. Wrigley did. Who's he life? saved Izzy's life, remember? Oh, yes. Because they had the paths <laughs> mowed out, but there was there was long grass. Tall like, grass. Tall grass, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Izzy decided she just takes off through the tall grass. And she can't see anything. She's, she's like five inches tall. She can't see. And she can't see. She can barely hear. <laughs> so she starts heading through the tall grass. She's getting stuck. And I'm we're, calling her, we're but calling she can't for her, hear but then us. she keeps going deeper. So eventually, Wrigley's like, "Okay, I'm gonna." He went on a rescue mission. Yeah, even though she doesn't like me, I'm gonna go save her. Right. So he went in, and he would he'd go up to her and like, turn around and come back out. Yeah, he'd like to tap, show her tap the tap way. Her on the butt with her with his nose. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he got her out. Oh my so gosh. Wrigley was able to save He's her. He's such life. a good dog. He really is. <laughs> so that was fun too. We had a little adventure there. So today on our podcast, we are interviewing the founder of Sniff Spot. His name is David Adams. It's so fascinating how he came up with this. I mean, how many times have you said, is there an app for that? I mean, we've said that yeah. so many times. And that is what started this company for them, which I think is brilliant. So without further ado, please enjoy our interview with David Adams. So David Adams, we were just talking about our Sniff Spot story, but we want to hear from you and everything that has to do with Sniff Spot. You are the founder of Sniff Spot. We have fallen in love with this app. I'm on there literally every day, I think, looking around for new ones in my area. Tell us, like, in your opinion, what's the best way to start a company as an entrepreneur? How did you come up with this? Well, so um, I think that there are there are a few different ways to think about it. So the most important thing uh, when you're an entrepreneur is that it's not that glitzy and glamorous as, you know, Silicon Valley would tell you. Uh, so um, do something that you love. Um, and that's that's really about how SniffSpot started, because I was definitely looking for my next project to work on. But um, a few years before that, I'd adopted my first dog, Soba. And we were having all kinds of uh, adventures and challenges living in Seattle. And I'd started dating this wonderful woman that's now my wife, uh, who also had a dog, Toshi. And um, I was going to dog parks with Soba and having all kinds of negative experiences. Oh. And Rebecca was traveling with, uh, with Toshi. And one night she texted me from Baltimore and she said, oh my gosh, I can't even find a place for Toshi to go to the bathroom out here. I just wish there was an app where I could find places to let him off leash. <laughs> and that literally was the idea for Sniff Spot. And uh, I, you know, Rebecca and I, we wanted to solve our own problem. And um, that has been what we've been working on ever since. It turns out we're not the only one with that problem. So it's yeah. been fun to get. So from that idea, what do you do behind the scenes to get this app? 
out there and generated and yeah, that worked. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that comes back to like the not glamorous part. Most of it is literally just sitting in front of my computer all day dealing with a million random little things. Um, when the, when the website first started, I, um, I, I just put something together myself off the shelf. I, I think y'all used us for the first time recently. So you have definitely not seen that version of the website, but it was perfect, uh, by any standard. And, um, and as the website grew, we just had more and more resources to be able to invest in building out a better and better website. And we're still doing that today. So the majority of the time, it's just building out a really good website, um, handling customer service tickets, um, and, um, you know, there's, there's some community things that we do as well. Um, like, uh, with our host, uh, our host community. So there's, there's a variety of things that we do. That's smart. Okay. You need to tell him, we've kind of already talked about it, but tell him how our host, how great our host was. Oh, she was, it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. First of all, I'm a firm believer that you only need a great hairdresser in like every city <laughs> to have all the broadcasting and advertising information you need. Cause you're every telling everyone 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm talking about your app in my chair every time there's a new customer and we live kind of in the country in Burleson, Texas. And there's a lot of people with land. And I'm like, let me tell you how you're going to make your next few dollars. Okay. You are going to sign up on this app because I, you know, we have a dog and he's big and we have a regular backyard and it's we do have a few dog parks and he's fine there but we loved roaming the property ourselves and we pulled up and she's an AM grad and she comes out to greet us and she said how did you hear about us she had the cutest little dog signs and toys sitting there for our dogs like the names of our dogs she had put the names of our dogs on a little sign welcome izzy and wrigley i mean so (laughs) personal and she she is AM grad and she came out and talked to us for a bit, said, I'd I'd like to meet you the first time. And she said, how'd you hear about me? I said, one of my clients told me. And so since then now, you know, I'm telling all my clients. So she was super delightful. I mean, it was, couldn't have been a more perfect experience. I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody. You probably had a lot of people in Texas sign up recently. I'm sure it's because of- It's all here. You want some commission now? One hairdresser and everything. It's funny you say that because yeah, Texas is one of our fastest growing. There you days. go. Thank you, Rebecca. I, I appreciate that. I was wondering yes. why. Yes, listen, I have I'm telling you single-handedly from my chair, telling everybody. I think, does this client have property? Let me tell you how you're gonna make some money. <laughs> and you know, people, so you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head that that most hosts do it because it's a community and we have a similar goal, which is you know, everyone in this community wants the world to be a more dog friendly place. Mm-hmm. And that's what really brings everyone together. And when you got people meeting that are like that, yeah. it's kind of an automatic connection right. and hosts love that. But hosts are also making a lot of money. Um, you know, it varies quite a bit depending on what the host goals are and how, you know, how seriously they're running it. But we've got hosts that are making over $2,000 a month doing that's this. That's crazy. That's one of my pitches to people. I'm like, listen, if you did this twice a day for a month, that's $900, depending on how much you charge. So and, and it's not yeah. hourly. You're not, you're not working. You're not driving. You're not doing, doing anything. Nothing. You're sitting you're back and making money. <laughs> and meeting yeah. people. And yes. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I have told every person. That's awesome. It's, it's yeah. the world's coolest side gig. That's for sure. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for and sure. maybe the easiest. Too. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned like your now your wife was having trouble finding somewhere to take the dog. So we know that millennials are like the biggest dog owners now, and part of that is like they're moving to cities. 
So how does that change affect the well-being of our dogs? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So thank you. That that's like a tee up for our whole kind of pitch, <laughs> which is that like, you know, you kind of look back and like, I did this for me and Rebecca and suddenly everyone's using it. And it turns out that this is really relevant to everyone. And it's not just millennials and it's not actually just people in cities either, but the big trend that's happening now is that people are moving to cities and adopting dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's really dang hard to be a dog in a city. Cities weren't built for dogs. Yeah. yeah. So you're living life on a leash. You're living life in an apartment. It's leading to all kinds of problems for dogs. There's obesity, there's reactivity, there's depression among dogs, all these issues that dogs are having now. Dogs didn't evolve to live this way. They evolved out in the fields and the forests running free. Yeah. So sniff spot is like the antidote to modernity for dogs where they can go out and actually be how they were designed to be mm. yeah. in a true environment. Yeah. Well, and probably with COVID, I've, you hear so many stories of people adopting dogs during the pandemic. So that's probably even making the problem even more so because so many people have dogs now. Like, yeah, I mean, dog. we don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I say, I mean, I, I, when I'm walking my dog, it feels like I'm playing. Um, it feels like I'm playing Pac-Man because <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid all the other dogs out there and so many reactive dogs. I mean, the amount of times that we get surprised by some dog barking at a window or, yeah. you know, coming around a corner, it's, it's sure. really, um, it, it, it's really amazing. The difference it makes when you can just go to a private piece of land where it's just you and your dogs right. and they're able to run free, sniff, be themselves and do whatever they want to do. It, yes. It's a wonderful thing. Exactly. So what does sniff spot properties offer that like a dog park doesn't offer? I mean, off leash exercise is so important and we've hit on that a little bit, but what is the, what's what, why go there instead of a dog park? So, so the, the biggest thing, like the, the most universal thing is that sniff spots designed for safety. Um, and that's safety for you, but also safety for your dog. Yeah. When a dog goes to a public place, like a dog park or a public park, they're surrounded by other dogs. They're surrounded by unfamiliar stimuli that is scary to them potentially. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be on alert. They're going to act differently. They're going to be focused on different things than they would if it was just them. So sniff spot offers private spaces where when you rent a sniff spot, it's just you and your dogs. All, all bookings are private. So that's universally true. And that's the core of the magic of sniff spot is you'd be amazed how differently your dog's going to act when they're in a safe private space. And it's just them. It, yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful look of joy that you'll see on your dog's face, which yeah. you've experienced. Yes. The second thing that's kind of an interesting um, byproduct of what sniff spot is, is variety. So a, a city, you know, I don't know about, I think you're, you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, yeah. right? South yeah. Fort Worth. So, huge, huge city. I'm sure there are tons of dog parks there. Seattle is one of the most dog friendly cities in the country. They have 14 dog parks. We have over a hundred spots in that area. So the variety that you yeah. see there is just like nothing you can imagine. If you want your dog to have an experience, they can have that experience with sniff spot. There's indoor spaces. There's uh, spaces with water, pools, rivers, lakes, beaches, forests, fields, agility, <laughs> you name it. There are even lure coursing. 
it's almost like any kind of niche activity that you want for your dog, you can find an environment for it with sniff spot. So it really creates something that's never existed before as a possibility. Yeah. That's so true. Cause ours had a water feature and I was so surprised by that and loved that. And our dog loved playing in that, which you don't typically get at a dog park. And then also I think it's great for maybe dogs that are aggressive and can't be at a dog park with other, you know, dogs, but you're right. Our dog is not aggressive and he loves everybody, but it does give him a different opportunity to be roaming through the, this path through the woods with us. You know, we had not a care in the world. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the, the thing about public dog parks is that they're an important part of cities. Like they're really important to have a free option for dogs to be off leash, but the fact that they are free and open also has drawbacks, which is that, you can't control who's there as well as like disease transmission and hygiene and things like that. But there could be dogs that are reactive there that are going to show that through something that looks like aggression. And if your dog's there, your dog's just trying to have a good time. They can be a victim of that. I experienced that with my dog. Hmm. Also, if you do have a dog that has, you know, there's so many rescues, like you said, during the pandemic, people have adopted these dogs. Many of them have tough backgrounds. It makes sense. They're not going to want to be around other dogs. And you could have a bad experience with your dog, you know, thinking it's defending itself right. at a public dog park. Yeah. And you could avoid the whole thing by just going to a sniff spot. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay. It's like the, it's like since 2000, when did you start this? 2016? The, the first, the first time we actually had a guest was 2018. 2018 oh, wow. Okay. So it's like the largest network now, right? There's it is. Yes. It's own thing. So what does a potential host need to know if all these people that I've been telling about, what else should I tell them? (laughs) Well, you know, I I think the first thing is because we are a community, we're a community marketplace. We, we want hosts that want to help dogs. So the first thing I always say is like the biggest thing about doing sniff spot is you get to, you get to see and know that your property is bringing great joy to dogs. And that's the biggest benefit And secondly, it's most of our hosts don't want less money. Most of them are happy to have more money (laughs) and it's a great way to make more money. People, people have blown away by how much they're making. They they start out saying, I just want to pay for my dog's dog food. Yeah. And they end by saying, you know, this is pretty much like I, I can pay for my land. My land is making money for me now. And it's a pretty beautiful thing. So, you know, that's really the most important thing. Other than that, there aren't a lot of requirements for being a sniff spot. We like variety. We like anyone being creative and bringing what they have to the table. The only thing that we require is that the space be safe. So um, if it's, um, you know, make sure there are no uh, other animals that are around domestic animals like dogs or farm animals that are in the spot during visits, they can be nearby, but not in the spot. Make sure the spot, if it's close to any busy roads is fenced. So it's safe. Make sure there aren't other hazards like um, debris pile, like, like you know, uh, rusted metal piles or uh, right. anything else like that. If it's a natural landscape, obviously there are going to be hazards there, but I'm talking about unreasonable hazards like open well or like unfilled pools or things like that. Make sure it's relatively safe for people to come yeah. visit. Yeah. So can they set their own price? I didn't, you did the app and all that. Did, did the owners set the price it, that it they looks want? looks like they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we try to give hosts as much control as we can over their business. Mm-hmm. So um, hosts can set their own price. They can set their hours. 
they have a number of settings where they can control all the parameters of their business, how many dogs they want there at one time, how much advance notice they need for bookings. There's all kinds of things that we provide for hosts to be able to manage their business. Yeah, our host had a um, an added on benefit of a possible photo shoot. So yeah. she could oh, come yeah. out and take pictures. Our son takes a lot of great pictures of, of Wrigley in motion. Uh, and so I know how fun those can be to have, but what a great idea. Just tack on a photo shoot. I guess she'll follow you around and let him take pictures of him in the pond and anywhere else. Yeah. In his natural it's habitat. Yes. Yeah. It was a great little bonus. So <laughs> what do what do dog owners, what do they, what should they expect? So um, as, as a dog owner, it's really straightforward. We call ourselves Airbnb for dog parks because we operate pretty similar to Airbnb. You can download our app. You can, you can browse spots. We've got photos. We've got reviews. You can see information about if there are any distractions or triggers that are nearby, like dogs or cows or whatever, you can know what's there in advance. You can pick a time and you book in just a few easy steps. Um, it's, it's super simple. You get access instructions after you go, you drive there, you have a great time with your dog. Um, again, we're a community marketplace. So we do ask that our guests provide a safe and courteous experience for their hosts and for other people that are using the spot. So only go during your time. Like if you're running late or early, just be courteous. There could be someone else there, or the host could be using the space, pick up after your dog. And when you're entering and leaving the spot, always make sure you have your dog on leash if they're ever outside the spot and on the property. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and just like Airbnb, they do offer the, like, I love that I got to leave her review and she can leave me a review. So you can kind of see, you know, what they've had in the past and they can see what we've had in the past. And I think that's a great feature. It it makes the, it it kind of brings accountability to the community, which is really important for us. Yeah, absolutely. and you can kind of know what you're getting into when you're going mm-hmm. to that spot. Yeah, so. it's great. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about community, and I know for your company, community is really important. So, what are your like guidelines that you have for your company that you want to share to just let us know about this building of community that you're talking about? So, um, you know, I was thinking about that a little bit, and and really the far and away the biggest thing is that our community has a common goal, which is that our dream and and our long-term mission is to make the world a more dog-friendly place. Like I said, the world's not a dog-friendly place today. It's hard to be a dog in the modern world. The world's not built for dogs. There are all kinds of things happening that are uh, really, really uh, terrible for dogs. Like you have um, the whole shelter system that the rescue uh, movement is trying to help. You've got dogs in cities that don't have off-leash space. Um, you've got the, the movement with modern training that's helping move through that process. So there's all kinds of things that we're doing to try to make the world a more dog-friendly place. And, and that's the core of our community is that people want to help dogs. That's the most important thing. There are other things that matter though for our community. And one thing that's important is respect. Um, Whenever people are involved, there are disagreements and we don't agree on everything. We're not all the exact same person. So it's important even when you disagree with someone to always be respectful and polite. That's that's very important. Um, And secondly is inclusion. Um, So um, historically the dog industry um, and 
in fact, dog ownership in general has not been very inclusive. Um, so minority, uh, historically in the U.S. at least, minorities have been um, underrepresented among dog owners. Um, and in fact, historically, dogs have been used as tools of oppression even uh, against, for instance, runaway slaves or uh, against um, civil rights activists. So there really is, and, and today you can still see the, the downstream effects of that where um, uh, dog ownership is actually lower among minorities than it is among uh, you know, white people in the United States. Um, so for us, building an inclusive community is very important where we want people that are, are across all different kinds of cross sections of the country and of the world to feel like they can be part of this community. And to me, that's part of making the world a more dog friendly place. Yeah. You're building community among humans and among dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So David, are you ever at a party and people are like, what do you do for a living? And you're like, well, I started this app called Sniff Spot. And they're like, I totally use that. And let me tell you my story. <laughs> and do you have any cool stories? Um, you know, it's so funny that you asked that because uh, we, we are actually in the process of profiling some of our, um, some of our guests because we want to tell more of the guest stories. And it's been so amazing uh, hearing from our guests how they came to Sniff Spot, and some of the most amazing stories. Um, we're we're profiling one woman who lives in Seattle who um, adopted a dog from Morocco, um, and her dog actually was horribly injured in a machete attack. Oh my gosh! Wow. And um, and obviously, in the process of getting over here, it was very traumatic for them, and so for her sniff spot has been essential for her and her dog to find kind of healing and rehabilitation. Uh, yeah. It's really been, um, it's, it's cool to hear that like someone from that tough of a background, a dog from that tough of a background is able to find yeah. peace yeah. at sniff spot. Oh, so wow. that, that's just one example, but there are so many yes. the cool about sniff spot is there's so many different use cases. Like you've got the everyday person like me or you that are just going there with our dogs. Yeah. We've also heard of crazy things. Like um, there, there was a meetup at one of our spots of 40 greyhounds. What? <laughs> 40 greyhound meetup. Um, and motorcycle I, I, gang showing up. You know? yeah, it's, I, I didn't, it's just amazing. Great greyhounds are big. Uh, they're a great breed for sniff spot because yeah. they are very fragile dogs. Um, and they tend to nip when they're running. So they're not a good fit for dog parks. Mm. Um, the, the most unusual breed meetup I've heard of, um, I think it's called a silken wolfhound. Okay. okay. That's what it was called. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Uh, in Maryland, there's a silken wolfhound meetup that's using sniff spot. Wow. So it's, what it's do you cool. mean by that? What's a meetup? Like more than one people, like, so usually before you said it's a private thing. So how does a meetup work? Well, so. I so, have a meetup. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're talking about this then. Yeah. So um, with, with SniffSpot, um, it, it's one booking at a time. You right. can bring multiple dogs. Okay. So how this, how meetups generally work, often they're breed specific and um, they're clubs basically where people, they've been around forever. It's not a new thing. Okay. Um, there are bre different breeds have different meetups. 
And some organizer will coordinate with everyone to find the best time. They'll book a sniff spot, obviously coordinate with the host first, because you don't right. just want 40, 40 great. Yeah, 40 great comes <laughs> showing up, right. Um, and parking can be an issue for something like that too, depending on the spot. Yeah. And that's a lot of cleanup. It's a lot of cleanup. Yeah. And how are you <laughs> going to keep track of your dog in there? I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, basically that's how it works. So, you okay. know, you can coordinate with the host, make sure they're okay with it. And then a single booking, you can book for as many dogs as the host allows. Um, and you can all meet up there and have a great time. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. What was the other, what was that breed you mentioned? The wolfhound? Silken. Uh, I think it's a silken. I think it's called a silken wolfhound. I could have that. I'm going to have to Google that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I, I looked it up. It, it's, um, I, I, I think it looks kind of like, have you heard of the, the Afghan hound? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 I, I think they look kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. It's been amazing doing this because I, I didn't, I'm not like a dog. I'm not a dog trainer or anyone that's yeah. really deep in this industry. I did it for myself as a, as a dog owner. And I've just learned more than I ever thought was possible about dog breeds and dog sports and all these amazing niches that exist in the dog world. It's really dynamic and vibrant. Yeah, that's so cool. So like for you personally, how has this helped your dogs? Oh my gosh, it's really been a game changer. You know, I actually don't know whether it helps my dogs more or me more. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. So I, I always look for places that are out in the country. I, I live in, like, like we said, I don't know if we were recording at that time, but like I said, I live in Salem, Massachusetts, and this is a pretty dense urban area. So for me, it's really about getting out to someplace that's more pastoral. So my favorite spots around here are more like farm settings. Mm-hmm. where there are multiple acres, they're quiet, they're in the country. When I get out there, I've got two dogs and they are very different. One just wants to play fetch <laughs> and it's a perfect place for playing fetch. We don't have any other place to even play fetch with her. Our yard is not big enough for that. Secondly, our other dog is a hunter. He just puts his nose to the ground and he's off and he's trotting <laughs> and he's hunting for whatever is out there, which is yeah. not really anything but he's still looking around. And then for me, I just walk. It's like going for a peaceful walk in the countryside and I can let my mind drift and unwind and just process things without so much stimuli and needing to have my head on the swivel at all times. So it's really a win, win, win. In fact, um, we've got a one-year-old daughter now and just a couple of weeks ago, we took her out to her first sniff spot. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so fun because they actually had um, toys there for kids. Oh, so yeah. we brought her and um, we all were just playing and having fun and the dogs were having fun. And it really is something for everyone. So that's part of what's really cool about Sniff yeah. Spot is that you can find a spot for whatever you yeah. you like. Okay. So now do you book through the app and do they know who you are when you're coming? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm open about who I am. Yeah. I, okay. I, just, okay. I, don't, I don't, I don't normally like write a note to say it, but in my profile, I say I'm the founder of sniff spot. Yeah. So <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. So but I've never felt oh, that that's a, that's a good point. Actually, maybe I should think about that. I've never felt like it was like, Oh, you have to do. I've never felt like people did that. I don't even know if yeah. people know, like people yeah. look at it, but 
Um, I'm going to rethink that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you talk about toys. When we went to our sniff spot, she had bubbles out there. Yes. And you enjoyed the bubbles more. I totally did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was playing with the bubbles. I, I have videos of Rebecca yes. playing with the bubbles. In fact, we're going to need to buy some land because I just want to decorate a sniff spot with fun yeah, things. There you I go. mean, that's just People have so much fun. In fact, there's one you should check out. It was actually just covered in the news in Dallas uh, called the best little sniff spot in Texas. <laughs> um, and it's, it's in Dallas. So it's, it's, yeah. really hard, but uh, this, this host has one of the coolest spots because he's got a little um, in, above ground pool that, that he's got a dog ramp in. Oh my gosh. And he's, he's got signs like for each guest like, or for his regular guests, I guess he's created literal like wooden signs for them. That is so cool. We have to go there. We're going to find that one. There I'm going there. And I think you're talking about, I think I know the one rural yard, right? Um, uh, Is it? In Alvarado? Yeah. In Alvarado is where our closest one is. Oh, okay. Okay. I I might have to look and see which one that is. I I think I know the one you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I keep telling my clients because it'll pop up and say a sniff spot just came up in your area and it's in like Haslett, which is not in our area. Like it is further away than like, that's why I need my local people, you know, to get on board with this. There you go. So I'll I'll tell you, here's, here's a pro tip that a lot of people don't know. Um, You can actually adjust your distance settings on that notification. Oh yeah. That's what I need. It's set to something enormous, like 50 miles or 50 miles. Uh, by default. And then you can reduce that depending on your tolerance. And you can also set um, filters like for size, if you're only interested in larger spots or whatever else you That's a great thing. I am going to, I have two clients this week that are veterinarians and I'm going to be definitely telling them they need to be telling all their clients to do this as well. So So maybe maybe somewhere I'll pop up within my like radius after I change that. That'll be great. Okay. So future entrepreneurs, what do you tell them? Like, How do you encourage people that think maybe this idea is awesome or crazy or too simple? What's your advice? Um, Well, personally, I can, I can say when I started my first company, I was terrified. I had a stable corporate job and I was terrified doing it. I thought it would be the end of my career. And um, I don't know if it's been the end of my career, but I wouldn't give it back for anything. Um, I, I love what I do every day. I wake up and I absolutely love it. So my first thing would be, if you want to do it, go do it. Um, and that's kind of a double-edged sword because one of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur is just go do it. Hmm. So that means, uh, for the most part, going out and getting customers, a lot of people are terrified of that. And it turns out that's the most important part of building a business. You're right. So um, that would, that's my only advice to anyone that asks is if they've got an idea, they love, they want to do it, uh, just go get your first customers and you'll get started right away. Yeah, that's great advice. So Very it might've cool. been the end of your career as you speak, but it was the beginning of a life that you love. Yeah, it really was. And it's like, I don't even care about a career anymore. I just... Um, Maybe I'm more living in the moment and I'm loving what I do. So I wouldn't do anything that is a that great, is so awesome. that's a great story for people. I'm so glad that you came on today, David, to share everything about Sniff Spot. 
we have to go now because I have to hook, <laughs> I have to create a meetup right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. closest friends, I'm gonna contact our host right away. Yeah. <laughs> so we just appreciate you taking time and we love your concept and your idea. And you just have shared so much. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks a Thank lot, you. David. Okay, as you can see, <laughs> we love this guy, David. He has done such a phenomenal job. We decided to bring our two pups in for the end yep. of this podcast. So if you were watching on YouTube, you get to see Izzy, who cannot see you, and Wrigley, who loves everybody. Yep. And we so much enjoyed SimSpot. We hope you download this app today and that you enjoy it as much as we do. Hardy Party of Five and a Half, over and out. We'll see you next time. When they're out there walking the street, they compete. Yeah, but now, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh.